Hello and welcome back to the Talking Dad podcast. I'm Jamie, your host. And as you might be able to tell by the name of this podcast episode, we're talking a little bit about half term and school holidays and how time seems to fly so quickly. So for me, it only feels like five minutes ago that we were getting ready to break up in time for Christmas and we had a little bit of time off at Christmas, which I really enjoyed and it was nice. And then we were soon getting all the school uniforms and my work clothes and work bag and everything ready to go back to work in January. And now, only five minutes later, we're in February and we're preparing for a half term again. So I've been playing around a little bit with um, an AI bot again. I know we touched on this when Rob came on to do his Q&A. Um, they get to know host Jamie a little bit better, which you can find, obviously, in the podcast library. But I thought I'd have a little tinker around with it and see what I could do with it in terms of searching for some questions that I had, some ideas around what's been happening for us recently, I suppose. One thing I did put in, uh, just as a straight up question, was why does the time between school terms go so quickly? And the AI bot came up with the answer, the perception of time passes quickly is a common experience and can be influenced by a variety of factors. For example, time often seems to go by more quickly as we get older, and it can also seem to pass more quickly when we are busy or engaged in activities we enjoy. Emphasis on activities we enjoy. It does not say work. In the case of school terms, the anticipation of holidays and other events can create a heightened sense of excitement, and this can make the time seem to go more quickly. Additionally, the routine of school can make the days blend together, which can also contribute to a feeling that the time is passing quickly. So that was the AI bot's answer to why time seems to go quickly, and obviously we all know that anyway, don't we? It's very obvious. Um, but as I, as I just said, that it doesn't say that work is something that we enjoy necessarily. There might be some of you that do. Just recently, it's not been the most fun thing in my life in particular. But um, I think we can kind of get stuck in the routine of things. And particularly if you are doing the school run every day and then you're doing the drive to work every day, uh, whether you're sat in an office or you're on the building site, I suppose if you were on the building site, time might feel like it goes a bit quicker because you're on the move and you're constantly busy instead of sat in the office looking at four walls, watching the clock. But I suppose once you're in that routine, time does disappear and your weeks do go quite quickly and I think when we compare that to the past couple of years we've had um, as we've all sort of either got used to working from home or had to start readjusting to going back to work in an office environment then that routine alters and it changes but I mean by the time you get to Wednesday or Thursday the week's almost over and you're kind of just thinking oh right it's, it's nearly the weekend and for me I just I, I almost live for the weekend, so I really enjoy that. But I mean, when you really stop to think about it, you've just kind of wished your whole week away. That's five days that you've lost there that you could have done something with. Half term coming coming around again. I think by the time this episode comes out, it will probably be the 13th or 14th of February. So half of the country might already be on half term week. Whereas for me, we are the week after. So 
there's an extra week there. I've got a, an extra week of school runs to sort out, and then and then they're off for a week. Unfortunately, though, my holidays run March, um, yeah, April to April. So I used up the last three days of my holidays over Christmas, and I thought, oh, that won't be so bad because you know it's it's January and February, and there's they're pretty boring months, low key. We're not really doing anything. We haven't got a lot of spare cash around, that kind of thing after Christmas. So I won't miss not having them holidays. Now I'm here though. I really wish I had an extra day or two to spare because I could have had a little bit of time off over half term and we could have got out and about, done a bit of walking, gone and walked up the hills or something silly like that in the rain. Be much more fun than sitting in the office. So in terms of what's been going on for us, at home, as a family, like I say, we've been dealing with work and school runs and bedtime routines and all the nice, exciting things. We've just actually, our 18-month-old, we've just started to sort of change and introduce a bedtime routine. Uh, a more consistent and reliable bedtime routine, let's call it. Up to this point, my wife's been breastfeeding, so... For the past sort of two years of the podcast, really, our routine at night time has been that we do the bedtime routine for our six-year-old, as he is now, and I would help out with that, or I'd take we'd take it in turns or whatever it would be, and then once he was in bed, we're talking uh, roughly about half past seven, maybe eight o'clock, depending, then my wife would end up sort of going to bed with the youngest one and feeding him and then he would eventually fall asleep and my wife would watch telly in bed and then for the past two years that's given me time to record podcasts set up zoom meetings with people and have interesting conversations editing podcasts and all that nice uh enjoyable stuff that i find so just recently we started changing this routine as we've said and my wife sort of scaled back how often she would offer him milk and how often she would feed him trying to encourage him not to need it all the time basically and so she'll feed him like the once before bed and then we've started taking it in turns to take him up and do the routine of getting him into bed and getting him to sleep some nights are obviously easier and quicker than others other nights can be a pain but now i'm i'm having to get into that and readjust and do that did it first time around with the with the older one but that was you know five or six years ago that's um well almost seven years ago so that's you do forget and you do forget what it feels like you do forget how annoying it can be and really the best thing to do would be not plan to do anything on them nights just in case you end up with one of them awkward nights where they just won't go to bed which i do try and do but in the case of arranging to have conversations with people for the for the podcast then i can't always do that so some nights I might be rushing around trying to get him into bed and then trying to set my laptop up quickly because somebody sat waiting for me. Generally, though, we've been quite lucky and I'm touching wood all around me. We had the first four nights. The first week was a bit like hell, I would imagine. It was not much sleep and he would scream and he would wake up screaming because ordinarily if he woke up upset, my wife would be able to just roll over, offer him some more milk He'd feel the comfort, go back to sleep, job done. At the moment, she's not offering him that, so obviously we get a bit of a screaming match occasionally. But in the past few nights, touching wood again, we've been really lucky. He's slept well. 
almost all, all, all night through, and it seems strange to me how I can still feel tired, considering if we compare how much sleep I've probably had in the past two, three nights, four nights, go back, go back to last year and compare a night, it, it would be a, a lot, lot more <laughs> time asleep uh, than it was, and I can still feel tired. It's a strange thing. And that leads us into the next question that I posed for the AI bot. Why are toddlers so difficult at bedtime? And the answers it come out with, again, is not going to shock you with any of these, I don't think, but we can discuss them. Toddlers can be difficult to get to bed for several reasons. A lack of routine, toddlers thrive on routine, but their schedules can be disrupted by things like changes in nappy, uh, changes in nap time sorry, and activities. This can make, dif- make it difficult for them to settle down at night. And on the three nights at the beginning of the week, when um, he goes to nursery, he does come home quite late. So they can that can have an effect on how quickly that he settles on those nights, which obviously can't be helped really. I suppose we've all got to go to work and, and things like that, so it's difficult. Overstimulation. Toddlers have a lot of energy and are often exposed to many stimulating activities during the day. This can make it hard for them to calm down and fall asleep at night. Yep, no surprise there, is there? Fear of separation. Many toddlers experience separation anxiety, and the idea of going to bed alone can be frightening for them. Again, not not a surprise, I don't think, but I think we could probably overlook that a little bit, can't we? And if you imagine, in my case, where he's been used to being attached to his mum every night for the past almost two years, 18 months, then... Going to bed in a in a bed on his own is is going to be quite strange for him, and he might have that fear of separation, might he? So sometimes we can overlook that and we can forget it because we're stood there in a dark room, desperately trying to get this kid to bed because we want to get back downstairs because the football's about to start or something like that. Developmental milestones: as toddlers develop new skills such as walking and talking, they may have trouble sleeping because their minds are active and processing all the new information. And then the one after that is physical needs. Toddlers may need to use the bathroom, be hungry, or need a drink of water in the middle of the night. So just jumping back to the developmental milestones, obviously I think you've probably all heard about um, sleep regressions and all them kind of things. So that all comes in line with the developmental milestones, doesn't it? The changes in how they are, their brains are developing and growing, and how that affects them. Um, you know, a lot of times it's it's the night time where their process, their brains are processing all that as they're asleep, so that they can be disrupted as they sleep. And just to finish off what the AI bot said, it's important to establish a consistent bedtime routine to create calm and nurturing environment to help toddlers feel safe and secure at bedtime, which is what we're all trying to do, and it's definitely what we're trying to do. But sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you can feel like tearing your hair out. We did actually offer him a dummy. So neither of ours have accepted a dummy from birth. And it's never really been a bad thing for us because that would mean then it would be easier for my wife to breastfeed because sometimes the way they suck a dummy can be different to the way they suck um, a nipple, for example. So we've never been overly concerned about that. And my eldest actually did take a dummy at one stage when probably around about this same time. So he did take the dummy then, and he had it for quite a while, actually. And it did help. But this one does not want the dummy at all. So he will throw that across the room. And it they always manage to throw it in the deepest, darkest corner of the room. 
that you can't get to while you've got a screaming toddler in your arms trying to get them to sleep. And I think that might just be the perfect time for us to have a little break. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Talking Dad podcast. I've recently started a Patreon account to help support the growth and development of this podcast. And for those that don't know, Patreon is a platform that allows you to support creators like myself and also gets you access to exclusive content and perks in return. I've talked before on the podcast about how I envision this becoming a resource library, uh, almost like a directory for dads, expectant dads or experienced dads and parents as well. This Patreon page gives us opportunity where you can support the podcast for either small one-off donations or a monthly sign-up. That helps us keep the lights on, so to speak, helps me put food on the table for the kids. I recently came up with an idea that popped into my head as I was probably driving around. I put this on Twitter and it was that Patreon is like the digital equivalent of a busker's hat. And you never see a busker in the town square playing his guitar without his hat or his guitar case open for a bit of spare change from the passers-by. So think about my Patreon page a bit like my busker's hat. So if you like this podcast and everything that we're trying to do, please consider supporting the podcast by signing up to one of the paid tiers or a one-off contribution would be much appreciated. All the links for the Patreon page will be in the show notes. Back to the episode. Thank you for listening. So to finish off, I pose the question to the AI bot again about top tips for parents during the school holidays. And we can read through some of these and we can also maybe discuss them a bit more in detail. We'll see what pops up. I did this sort of late at night and I just kind of copied and pasted it into Word with the hope that I would be able to have have time to come back to it. But I haven't had much time to come back to it, so I'm probably, this will be the first time I'm reading it as as I record it, which uh, I know is great preparation. There's another thing actually, we were I was talking to people on Twitter about um preparation for the podcast and how some people would take the week before where they would do a lot of research, they would do a lot of prep, writing scripts that they could use in real time, that kind of thing, when other people were saying, you know, sometimes we just have to hit record and see what happens and see what comes to our mind and that's a little bit like what I'm doing today, but I've got a little bit of a script prepped, so you know. I'm trying. So here are some tips for parents during school holidays. Number one, plan ahead. Make a schedule or plan of activities to keep your children occupied during the holiday. This could include trips, outings and play dates with friends. Probably top of everybody's list, but I mean, if you're anything like me and you haven't got any holidays left, then you're going to be relying on grandparents or friends or, you know, school holiday clubs and all that kind of stuff to be doing this for you, aren't you, really? And you know what, if your kids go to a school holiday club, I imagine they have a lot more fun and are a lot more entertained than they would be if they were at home anyway, because although you might have some days where you're going out or you've got things planned, you've got activities, or you could just say, do you know what, we're going to sit and have a film day or we're going to play games all day. You've still got other days where you're going to have to do the housework and the hoovering and run around like a headless chicken doing errands because you're off work and you don't get a chance to do it any other time. So number two on this list is encourage outdoor activities. Fresh air and exercise can be great for kids. So try and plan outdoor activities like parks, nature walks, picnics. And then it jumps into number three. So let's go on number three though. Limit screen time. 
While screens can be a convenient form of entertainment, it's important to limit the amount of time children spend on devices, encourage them to read, play games, and engage in other non-screen activities, so them two can kind of go hand in hand, can't they? So on the one hand, you've got lots of outdoor activities, get them down the park, get them running around, kicking a football, doing races or whatever, you know that's going to tire them out physically, and mentally as well, getting a bit of fresh air too, always helps, then when they come home, they'll be much calmer or you know if it's a bit later they'll be ready for bed won't they and screen time so limiting screen time i don't know like my eldest is six and he'll be seven later this year so still quite young really but we did introduce uh, a nintendo switch for christmas and we were well us along with santa were the best things ever for doing that so he's really enjoyed it and he loves it I have got the app on my phone. I can see how much time he's spending on it. Even I've been surprised at how much time he's been on it, how much we've let him be on it, because time can just disappear like we've already discussed. So, you know, limiting screen time is always recommended. We don't always do it. We can all say that. I would I would, I would, go out on a limb and say. But definitely, it can help and it can be good for them. But yeah, definitely watch that because you can see as well sometimes with the younger ones that if they've been that engrossed in a game for an hour or two non-stop, that the moment they come off it, it's almost like they need a bit of time to readjust to being in the real world. And, and you can't quite talk to them or get things out of them as you would do if they hadn't have been on that. They hadn't have been sort of locked in. Number four. Get creative, art, music, craft activities, great ways for kids to express themselves and develop their creativity. Music, something that we definitely want to start to introduce and try and start doing. And also writing. I'm um, in the process at the moment of starting to get some ideas together with my six-year-old about writing a short story or something along them lines. Um, I said, I'll do the writing and he can draw the pictures, and then between us we'll come up with the character ideas, and we're going to work on that slowly. And it's uh, quite often, when I finish work, I've got about a 45-minute overlap between when I have to go back out with my six-year-old and collect uh, my wife and the youngest from work. So I was thinking, rather than letting him just sit on his switch or want to watch telly for that time, I could sit with him and we could develop this idea We'll come up with some characters and try and fit them into a story somewhere. Number five, spend quality time together. School holidays are a great opportunity for families to spend quality time together. Plan meals, movie nights and other fun activities to enjoy as a family. Number six, encourage learning. School holidays don't have to mean a break from learning. Encourage your children to continue learning by visiting museums. Trying new recipes and learning a new skill together. I say the music thing is one that's on our list, but also probably will come first is the writing because it's a bit easier to do that first, whereas the music I've got to try and learn as well. Number seven, give kids responsibilities. Give your children age-appropriate responsibilities, such as helping with chores to build their sense of independence and responsibility. Always a good idea, get them helping out with the washing or something. Remember that school holidays can also be a chance for parents to recharge and spend time doing things they enjoy. Taking a break and doing things you can you enjoy can help return help you return refreshed and ready to tackle the rest of the school year. Don't know why that part was so difficult for me to say. Maybe it's too much reading. 
it's a message um so we'll we'll kind of shelve that um in terms of me reading that of, of what i asked the ai bot and we'll just finish off with a couple of things of a bit of a roundup really of what we've been doing and um, what we've got coming up and plans for the podcast and stuff so i put out on social media a couple of days ago that i'm i'm in the process at the moment of transferring my podcast host to another one so if you're already subscribed and you're listening to this it won't matter you don't need to do anything it should all be automatic what you what you might notice is that the podcast art will change slightly uh, i've just got a new art art design and artwork that looks a bit better i think and also the name um we're just going to go with talking dad i think and, and, and roll with that it's a bit easier to say and it's a bit more catchy and we'll just see how that one works out but as long, if you're already subscribed you don't need to do anything it'll all just transfer over and you'll, it'll just appear in your podcast app as, as it does and you'll just see a different picture if you're listening and you're not subscribed why why aren't you subscribed you may as well do it just subscribe even if you subscribe and leave it sat there and you only pop in every couple of months i don't mind that just give us a subscription please and also if you wouldn't mind while you're all at it on your chosen app particularly if it's itunes um, or spotify or google i think if you could give us a star rating give us a review let us know you're enjoying the podcast and also join us on social media at talking dad uk one on most places but you'll find it at talking dad uk that part obviously probably won't change on the name but come and say hello come and give us some ideas i did ask the other day to all the followers what and and listeners what what sort of stuff you might want to hear us cover for the rest of the year what topics and subjects and parenting or dad related content would you like us to talk about or would you like me to try and cover would you want to ask me or if you've got particular guests that you think might be great to to come on let us know and for the rest of the year we've got a couple of guests lined up in the next few weeks and then beyond that i'm still working on a few things there will be a couple more episodes like this this year where it'll be me behind the mic talking about things that have been going on updates on the family things like that so and also as you will have heard in the advert we've got the patreon so at the moment there's little bits in the background that are kind of shelved and sat there waiting but if we do get some more patrons joining obviously i've got to offer them something for joining the patreon haven't i so we will work on some extra things and extra content we might be able to bring to you and just to finish off with me and Rob, Rob who's been on the podcast a few times and also joined us as a guest host and I've been over on his podcasts talking hiking and music. We're starting our own new podcast together where we're going to talk about pop culture adjacent topics. So it's the podcast is called Last Exit on Mainstream and if you listen to us talking about the Woodstock 99 documentary, that two-parter we did, which was really fun for us to talk about and cover it was a hell of a two-hour recording session and it didn't necessarily fit on either of our podcasts neatly so we thought we could do something like that between us as its own thing so that's what we're going to do and we'll be covering film tv documentaries and we'll be delving deeper into all of the questions it raises and the effect it has on pop culture and the wider world and also 
again with Rob, we've launched the Lone Wolves Collective. That's me and Rob joining up to showcase all our creative endeavours. So that's my podcast, my blogging, Rob's blogging, Rob's podcasts. We're covering, you know, dad stuff and parenting. We've got hiking. We've got music. There's other stuff coming on there as well, film and TV kind of stuff and pop culture. And it's all on one place on a website where we can showcase all of that. And it's it's the home for independent creators is what we're calling it. It's going to be like a directory, really, of independent created content. Come and have a look over there. All the links for that will be in the show notes. As you might have already heard in the advert. I don't want to bore you. But yeah, that is uh, a roundup, really, of... It's half term again. Time flies. <laughs> I've given you a little update of my family and our situation where we're up to at the moment. We'll check in again in a short while. But the next time you hear from me will likely be with another guest. So thanks for listening to this podcast and I will speak to you next time. Thank you.